0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us now on the line to discuss the issue of whistleblowers, we have Ben Teron, who's the executive director of the Whistleblower House. Ben, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for
0: having us. No, Great to, to have you on board, Ben. So, we're focusing and looking at, uh, you could say, a failure to protect Glenn Agliotti, which demonstrates a lack of protection for whistleblowers and key state figures in the country. That is a scenario that's being painted at the moment across the country and elsewhere for that matter. But, okay, let's open up the conversation uh, with this question to you. How safe are whistleblowers in this day and age?
1: They are not very safe. Uh, and the reality is in South Africa with a high crime rate, Mm-hmm. The high murder rate, uh, people actually treat, uh, the murder and the attacks on whistleblowers just as an ordinary attack on South African citizens. But in reality, they are not very safe.
0: And this is, uh, and it's key, and this is continually deteriorating as compared to before and, uh, nothing is being done to try and alleviate this, as you mentioned, from law enforcement and law agencies.
1: Agreed. But at least there's some draft documentation released last week, which we are very excited about.
0: Okay, and that that is, you'll take us through that?
1: Well, there's a number of recommendations. Now, remember, first thing, this is not legislation. This is not draft legislation. This is a research document mm-hmm. uh, released by the Department of Justice, which means we're only at the beginning stages of the drafting of the, of the legislation. So uh, if you expect any feedback and action sure. on this within the next two years, I think that's um, irresponsible of you. Okay, In- let me start off with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you no, know, it's just the reality. Uh, if you look at where we are right now, you're looking at elections this year. The next year, cabinet must be reconstituted. Uh, there are a lot, uh, a host of legislation that still need to be approved. So this sure. thing is not, uh, and remember, we must still draft this. This is just a, a discussion document so far. Right. Uh, but it's a step in the right direction. And let me take you through a few of those. Right. Um, at the very top of the the thing is that uh, the definition of ocup- occupational detriment, up to now, what it was is that if a whistleblower comes forward in the organisation, the company immediately accuses the person of bringing the company to disrepute, sharing company confidential information. They get disciplined, they get fired, and then they suffer. What the recommendation is that the onus of uh, the onus of proof that there is no there was a detriment most to the employer and not to the employee so it gets moves away from it sure um it protected from other employees so in the past when a uh, employer isolates somebody the employees his colleagues are actually um barred from talking to them because if they talk them, and, and our, our friends with a whistleblower they become mm-hmm. targets as well right um they they speak about um asking the Human Rights Commission to investigate. That's excellent. The problem that we have is that the Human Rights Commission may not be geared.
0: Mm-hmm. They may
1: not have the capacity, so those must be geared off. Very important for us is the ability for whistleblowers to access legal assistance. Mm-hmm. And the recommendation is that the Legal Aid Board will be used for that. Now, the Legal Aid Board have very strict rules around them, and that needs to change because if you if you earn more than 8,200 rand a month, you don't qualify. Um, oh, wow. If your total b- belongs uh, mm-hmm. over 711,000 rand, you don't qualify. So that must change. And then, of course, the capacity must be beefed up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> um, so then, the very important one for us is the creation of a fund for whistleblowers. Whistleblowers lose their jobs, as I just illustrated to you now. And then they become destitute. Mm. Then they Mm -hmm. become stressed because they can't take care of their families. Right. They can't pay the bills. They lose their cars, their houses. The difficulty we have right now with a simple statement there that says a creation for fund. How will they manage that? And if you consider what happened in this um, SSA, the State Security Agency, where in Zondo Commission you heard about how money was stolen because of the secrecy of it. Now, if you deal in a whistleblower environment... um, You must be secret about the whistleblower's name, confidentiality, absolutely key, which means Mm. if you appoint the wrong people, uh, that money can go sideways very quickly and the whistleblower continues suffering while... Corrupt people steal the money, indeed. so those are some of the examples
0: Ben, okay, so you once upon a time, so to speak, started the whistleblower house. Uh, where do you want to see the whistleblower house and your efforts and your initiatives say um, in the not too distant future? what is your what, what do you want to accomplish and achieve out of this and iron out once and for all?
1: You ask two questions Yes what indeed. Do think? Oh. <laughs> uh, first of all. Civil society gets established. Civil society organisers get established because the state can't Mm -hmm. take care of a particular need. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that that's the need for civil society. Right. I would love in five years' time to be able to say the state has now taken over the role that the Whistleblower House had played. Mm -hmm. And we can now step aside and I can retire.
0: Right.
1: Uh, What do we want to see is, in fact, structure. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And
1: at this stage, we don't have... We have some ideas about the structure, but we'd like to have a structure that is independent of the state so that the whistleblower, um, anonymity remains intact. Uh, they are the, they are protected, they get support, mm-hmm. um, uh, and taken care of. What the right. whistleblower house does right now is what the state ought to be doing, taking care legal, legal, um, of, of assisting people with legal advice,
0: making sure Mm
1: -hmm. they go for psychological treatment when they're stressed out and suffer from post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, Financially, we help them because they've lost their jobs and they can't feed themselves. Those are the three basic things that that actually help people with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it would be lovely if the state take that over and they are, they become good at it.
0: And that is why, Ben, I asked the two questions because we want results, don't we? People want that assurance, want that uh, peace of mind to know where to go and at least have that safety in mind, that safety factor in mind should the need arise. And of course the whistleblower house is easily contactable. I take it, Ben, you've got a website, anything, uh, uh, contact details wise?
1: whistleblowerhouse.org. Mm-hmm. Everything is on the website that you need. Right. Our contact details, our email addresses. Um, and we are ready and able to support and serve the whistleblowers in Africa.
0: Ben, we're going to have to leave it there. We've just about run out of time. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this afternoon just to give us some background as to what whistleblowers can at least uh, rest assured about and look forward to, given the climate that we are living in at the moment, regarding a danger to whistleblowers and those, uh, you know, like... Uh, ratting out that's what they that's what they call rats isn't it ratting out uh, those that who need to be ratted out so whistleblowers rest assured you have the whistleblower house bent around he's the executive director of the whistleblower house Uh, contact details should be easy to get hold of there in case you want to and in case you want you feel the need arises to seek their uh, attention and uh, advice and uh, safety whatever they can offer